0: Sea games in Manila, you were the uh, top of the town during that time because uh, <laughs> you, uh, you proposed to your girlfriend then now your fiance michelle how did you yes. how did you, how did you plan this so I'd been
1: planning it for months um, i'd already decided earlier that year that I was going to propose just the I had to figure out how I was going to do it. I knew I was going to do it in Manila during SEA Games, but I didn't know exactly if I was going to do it after SEA Games or I was going to do it before. Uh, but it's crazy is that I've actually had multiple dreams of me doing it on the court. No joke. I woke up in the middle of the night and that I had a dream of me doing it at a tournament, but it was on the court somewhere. And uh, her brother had mentioned that as an idea. We were in a secret chat group where we were talking about ideas, and he mentioned that, and I was like, that's how I'm going to do it. He literally said it. I'm like, I've had multiple dreams of that. That's how I'm doing it. So um, all it was really had to do with uh, was fix the logistics of how exactly I was going to do it. But uh, obviously, I wish I, we would have won the match and then do it. It would have been great. But honestly, it was perfect the way that it was.
0: Yeah. I remember um, you asked me to to stay because I was about to leave after the match, and you asked me to stay longer because you were going to do it. And I said so, I stayed and uh, I watched the whole thing. And um, I'm a bit embarrassed because I actually shed a tear. <laughs> well, you're not doing the only it. one.
1: Jason Patronbone told me he was crying too. So. <laughs> 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 yeah it was it was an awesome night you know um really the only person that i told that i was going to do it of the team was tret he was my roommate and i told them f- him and his wife a few days before that and then when we were walking out for the ceremony i whispered it to, to nino and he's like no way and so they obviously were really excited also i didn't want to tell too many people because you know you don't want that uh, the secret to to get uh figure it out but um i mean it it worked out perfectly her family and her friends were there and my family was there so um it was great
0: so did you have a plan b in case she says no
1: (laughs) (laughs) run (laughs) um not at all i mean we we've talked about it a lot and um she was the one waiting for it so i think uh I was actually trying to throw her off a little bit. You know, she've been we've been talking about it I would try to I wanted to throw her off so I could, it could be more of a surprise, but uh it, it was it was really cool. It was really cool.
0: Hey, maybe we all know we we all don't know and maybe if you won the gold there with uh, Nino and Jason, maybe she should maybe she would say no. I know. You never huh? know now, right? You never know, right? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh. Exactly. Stay positive and uh Exactly. The, it yes. worked out
1: the way it should have it, it, it was yeah. supposed to. So it was good. It was good.
0: Ruben, what's um what's your favorite surface when playing?
1: Favorite surface. Um honestly, I'll give you a couple options. In Davis Cup I love playing on shell, especially in Cebu. Really slow shell and Davis Cup, I thought was really fun to play on. Um,
0: just to correct you, uh, the court in Cebu is not a shell court. It's a oh. natural clay court. There's no shell there.
1: No it's way. Sand. Yeah. Wow.
0: It's all sand. They don't put shell on the courts in Cebu. Wow. So I didn't it, know that. It, it's a kind of a natural clay that sand is already mixed. They just get it somewhere in Cebu and... They just compact it, and that's it. That's that's the court in Cebu. There's no shell there.
1: Well, and I learned something today. Well, I love playing on that surface. Um, had one of my some of my best memories there. But uh, typically for singles, my favorite surface is like a kind of a faster hard court, but in altitude, I play really well in altitude. I've had a lot of good singles results in altitude. Qualified for a few challengers. Um in singles and altitude. So I like playing in that. Uh but for doubles typically something like a medium to fast hardcore for sure.
0: Why is that? Why 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 do you like playing on those conditions?
1: Well, I like the altitude because I think my serves like my best shot and um I feel like it just accentuates it even more. Like I qualified and I won around in a hundred twenty five thousand dollar challenger. A few years ago, and I was averaging like fifteen aces per match. I played I played five matches and I hit fifteen aces at least every single match and I'm not doing that typically in normal uh in normal situations or in normal conditions, but in altitude I was so um I think that's why I really like it
0: um uh, we were talking about uh Davis Cup earlier. Can you take us back to your favorite Davis Cup match? I have a hint favorite. what it is, but I, I, I want to hear it from you.
1: <laughs> I have a couple. Um, in 2013, we beat Thailand in Cebu, and I beat Danai Udomchok, um, who was top 100 of the world singles at one point. Uh, I beat him in straight sets to clinch the tie in 2013. I probably, that was probably the best, uh, singles match that I ever played in my whole life. Um, mm-hmm. I beat him in straight sets and to do it in at uh, in Cebu with that crowd and with my family there and everyone. But of course uh, and to clinch the match I think was an amazing five, experience. And then the second one is New Zealand. Later that year, we played them in the finals of Group 2 and I beat Ruben Statham, a friend of mine, 8-6 in the fifth, five and a half hours long. Um, I know.
0: I remember that
1: yes i beat him and and i think that was an amazing match too i think especially because uh on the first day i lost in five sets to my venus and i had a match point and i remember i was devastated after losing that match especially you know i i always take team matches pretty hard i felt like the team was relying on me there and i i kind of let them down so i was i i I mean i shed a tear that night too but mm. um To win in that fashion on the last day i thought i redeemed myself and uh, honestly it was not only one of the best tennis memories ever had i was probably the most tired i've ever been in my life because Mm -hmm. i played five or five and a half hours on the first day and then five five and a half hours on the on the last day that's 10 11 hours of tennis in that heat in one weekend was a lot so um i remember it all for sure
0: I I remember that too. I I watch every single point of that match. And while you are talking about it, I'm still having goosebumps because I remember it like it was yesterday. Me too. uh, How how dramatic that uh, that match was. for sure Mm -hmm. you'll never i those
1: are the the memories in tennis that you'll never forget you know you remember your teammates you remember the captain you remember the coaches you remember you supporting us so much and all the the crowd you never forget that like i can close my eyes and still like picture those things and um even though i I wish we had one that matches a team i mean i'll always have that memory and those are something that i'll hopefully tell my kids about someday. You know.
0: Uh, growing up, Ruben, who, who was your um, most uh, who was the most influential for you as a tennis player?
1: Most influential, I would have to say, my mom. Um, she played as well. She would have been like a class A player, adult player, but she was the one that that to drove me to practices. Um, there isn't a huge tennis program where I live, so in order for me to practice. I have to drive to Indianapolis, which is about an hour and a half from here. So my mom three times a week was driving me there an hour and a half and driving me back three times a week, three hours, three or four times a week, just so that I could practice. Um, That's obviously a huge sacrifice. And then when I was 14, I, 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 um, I went to high school in Indianapolis to train and she was driving back and forth every day, every single day for a whole year three hours just so that i could be training there and she could go to work and come back so i mean she sacrificed so much of her time and her energy for me uh to develop into the person and the player that i am so i mean i would have to say her for sure
0: mm-hmm. and um i know your dad is a doctor and and uh, he must be one of the front now um tell us something about your dad my dad's
1: a kind of a quiet guy, but I mean, he played tennis too as well. And obviously he's been a huge, um, huge factor, you know, um, he's always supported me even though maybe he hasn't been as vocal as my mom has. He, he's always believed in me and, and uh, and, uh, really pushed me to be where I am today, you know, and obviously I'm praying that he stays safe since he's still working in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to help everyone fight this virus and and all the things that are happening so uh, I give him a lot of credit you know one more person that I is very influential in my tennis um, when I was 14 I started working with a coach who still helps me to this day his name's Kelly Jones uh, he's number 1 in the world in doubles in 1992 he's kind of like my father my tennis father to be honest with you um he's had a huge influence on me um from the time that I was a kid until now you know he's been a great mentor and friend throughout the years um especially you know coaching me when I was younger uh, to have someone like with that type of experience he made the finals of all the grand slams just to give you a little bit of his resume and to have someone like that believe in you was a had a huge influence on me
0: you know that's uh, that's amazing um People like that uh, who who taught you a lot, gave you a lot of uh, inspiration to, to be who you are now. And we we thank those people. For sure. Also,
1: I want to add him to the list of Dream Doubles partners. Oh, really? Number five, for sure. Or top five, whatever you want to say. I, You know, it's funny. I, I've always wanted to play... Doubled with him and we actually were planning to do it in some open tournaments at some point. So hopefully he'll uh, grant my request. So he's definitely on the list for sure. You can bring him to PCA Open. Oh man, he would love that. He would love that. He's uh, actually going to be a groomsman in my wedding next year. So maybe, I mean, we can arrange for something like that. You never know. Guy's an amazing player. So...
0: What's um, what's your advice, Ruben, to uh, upcoming Davis Cup players? My advice, um, I would say, the biggest thing that I've
1: kind of learned throughout the years is all you can really do is try to become the best tennis player you could possibly be, the best player, the best person you can possibly be. You know, there's a lot of distractions, rankings, ranking points. All these kinds of things you kind of get blinded by. And honestly, it kind of takes you off the path. But really what matters is becoming a better player. And I feel like that should be the number one focus. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. Be the best that you can possibly be. And that'll be good enough for sure. And honestly, I wish uh, if I could go back in time and tell my younger self that, that's what I would tell them. Stay focused, work on your game, be the best that you can be. And that's all you can really do. You know, that's what I would say.
0: Ruben, growing up in in the United States, um, did you, uh, early in your career, do you already picture yourself playing for the Philippines? Or when did that happen? Honestly, I I met Cecil in
1: uh, my sophomore or freshman year in college. And he had already switched to the Philippines. I always thought about it because I always thought it would be awesome to play Davis Cup, you know. I met Cecil in college because he came to play. There was a challenger at my school, and he was playing, and he was talking. He was like, man, you should really do it. It's been awesome. The support is great. And I was like, man, that would be really cool. And so, obviously, I I, I was like, that's something that I'll definitely consider once I graduate college. And then I graduated college, and then Trett started playing Davis Cup, and he was telling me how much fun he was having. And I was like, that kind of sealed it. I was like, I'm going to do that for sure. So, I knew I had met you before, and that's when – Obviously, we, we started our relationship, and we started the process. And, you know, it's honestly the best thing I've ever done, I've, the, the best decision I ever made in my career, for sure. It's given me so many amazing memories, and um, I plan on playing for a while, so hopefully there will be more memories, for sure.
0: That's, um, that's really good to know. And um, I know that you're one of the uh, sports ambassadors of uh, Buana Luilier. And uh, can I see your shirt? I saw your shirt earlier. You gotta represent, you know. Oh, Sebúana so Luliére sports tennis elite. For
1: sure. So, For sure. I mean, uh, do you how, have one how, of those? How, do you have a shirt like
0: yeah, this? I have one of those, but um, <laughs> it's, it's not as uh, nice, nice fit as, uh, as your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but um, when when did the support of Sebúana Luliére start with you? That started
1: in, I think, the end of 2011. Um, It's kind of a crazy story. You know, I was playing Futures a little bit and struggling. Um, And then I started to coach tennis uh, locally so that I could support myself playing tennis because I still wanted to pursue my my dream of being a professional tennis player. So I was coaching tennis at the time to, Mm to make money so that I could travel and Um, I actually started doing pretty well doing it that way. And then luckily at the end of the year, um, I was able to speak to Sir John Henry Lulier. Thanks for all the support, obviously. Uh, and he started supporting me financially and sponsoring me and, um, it's been, yeah, since then, I mean, then I started doing better and better and, um, yeah, I mean, I I can't thank him enough for everything he's done for me.
0: Do you think, um, you would have been this successful in your, um, professional career without the no chance without playing for the Philippines without the support of uh, Cebuana
1: no chance no chance
0: I mean that's the
1: biggest I mean one of the biggest reasons I've been able to get to where I am um, with the support of the Philippines and, uh, and uh, Sir John Henry uh, he's done so much for us not just me the rest of the players and uh, I mean I can't
0: thank him enough for sure and it's been a long time support already, right? Like several years. Seven or eight. Seven, eight or
1: eight years, maybe? Eight years? Yeah, it's, it's been an amazing. He's done an amazing job with tennis in the Philippines. And um, hopefully I can continue to do my part um, while I'm still playing. And then when I'm done playing, supporting tennis in the Philippines, for sure.
0: And uh, how about your what, – what, what racket do you use now?
1: I am using – I've used a bunch of different rackets throughout the year, but right now I'm using the Head Speed. Can you see that? Yes. Head Speed. Yes, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm using. That's the flavor of the week right now. So that's what I'm using. What are you using?
0: I'm using a, a Babolat. Uh, You're back, huh? Yeah, I'm back with my babolat. What, what racket is it? Uh, blue babolat? Huh?
1: Blue babolat or yellow?
0: Blue blue babolat. Uh, awesome. And um, That's a good stick. Yeah. But going back to – is that your new sponsor now, Head?
1: Yes. Um, what's crazy is right before I left – uh, I actually bought these rackets, and then right before I left, I had been talking to the people of in the head Philippines, but <laughs> I wasn't able to visit them before I left because uh, I was a little scared of there being a travel ban being mm-hmm. placed. So I had to to leave the Philippines. I mean, when as soon as I could, so um, I wasn't able to meet with the people there. But I'm I'm supposed to meet with them whenever I I, I get back. So obviously, thanks to them for the support coming up. Um, I use the uh, head in the past and I was sponsored by Head Philippines so it's cool to be back for sure
0: mm-hmm. again Dynamic Sports with uh, Liza Tang yes thank you I, I'm, I'm I'm excited to be back on the team for sure <clears throat> how about your um, apparels do you have a sponsor for your apparels your shoes the best shoes ever Asics wow right here. that's beautiful shoes you like that I love that oh
1: so I happen- good. Huh? that bro a6 philippines baby it's so
0: nice what model is you like it no i love it uh it's the gel resolution 8 that's really new huh what size do you wear 12 we might have to get you a
1: pair you know
0: right I'll, i'll i'll wait for that for sure i'm gonna have to get you a pair you like this color it's pretty cool huh that's it's like it's like the philippines color
1: I know I know I wish they they had this color during Sea games. I think that would have been really cool, but this is the color for this year,
0: so that that's that was, really cool. so is that a hardcore shoes or yeah is- yeah
1: these one these ones are hardcore and then actually have the same version, different color, but clay still some these are from this is from p c a right here these hmm. uh
0: <laughs> there's still some shell left in the in the tread, you know so what is the difference can you tell us about it a little bit between the hard uh, shoes and the clay court shoes
1: well the biggest difference is like the tread you see how the tread mm-hmm. goes all the way down the shoe and yeah. it's obviously there's more because you need the grip for clay yeah which is obviously hard is just a little bit flatter you know mm-hmm. but uh yeah you got you have to have clay court shoes when you're playing on clay for sure because all the sliding and be able to control your movement that's really important for sure
0: but um i think in the philippines the kind of clay court that we have like the shell court uh you, i mean it's okay to use the even the hard court shoes because for sure the slide it's court is, is 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 it's a shorter slide so you can use those hard court shoes for sure but if it's you bring gra- like, okay. like more yeah go, go, ahead,
1: ahead. go ahead Yeah, yeah shell is so much like thicker You know what I mean? It has more like, so you you actually have tread. You're not just sliding uh, around like when you play like in Europe on clay and it's dry, where you can't really control it sometimes. So yeah, you're for sure right that on on shell, I don't think it's necessary to have clay court
0: shoes. But if you you're playing on the clay courts of Cebu, then you need that um, that grip. Oh yeah, Cebu is uh, really slippery. And, yes, for um, sure. The kind of shoes that you want to use the, those clay court shoes. For
1: sure, especially when it the sun's out and it's dry, I mean, you're going to be sliding everywhere. It's it's crazy. I mean, just like most places that are sunny, you could try to uh wet the courts and water the courts as much as you as you want, but then the sun comes out and it's dry like instantly. So, um yeah, you definitely need the clay court shoes
0: there. Um again um our our podcast here is getting a bit long and I'm, i know it's already um 12 midnight out there <laughs> all good i'm a night owl
1: so this is where i when i when i live so
0: <laughs> I, I tell my podcast guests that um uh, at least we get to do this podcast it's like a free psychiatrist while while undergoing this uh, corona crisis I know.
1: I'm I'm happy to have a friend here to talk to, you know. <laughs> Man, that two weeks alone in the apartment was tough. I wish we could have done it then, you know.
0: <laughs> um any message to uh, to your fans? Uh I
1: would just like to say thanks. I mean, you guys, the fans are, are what make the sport what it is, you know. Uh without you there wasn't it wouldn't be the sport wouldn't be what it is. And honestly, you guys inspire me so much to keep working hard to keep pushing for my goals. And um, yeah, you're, you're the things that I remember the most, you know, and just want to say, thank you so much for always uh, getting behind me. And I always see the messages on Instagram, Facebook, everything. I always see those things and I try to respond as, as, as fast and as much as I can. Uh, But I hope, you know, I appreciate it uh, from the bottom of my heart that I really, I really, those things mean a lot to me. And uh,
0: thank you so much. And uh, thank you also for that. Uh, We are very thankful that uh, you are playing for the Philippines, always giving us uh, a lot of inspiration, a lot of pride. You playing around the world, uh, wearing the Philippine flag. And um, how about message to uh, your sponsors before we end this podcast? Ruben.
1: So first, I just want to say thanks to John Henry. Uh, Obviously, he's meant so much to my career. I wouldn't be uh, where I am without him. So first and foremost, I want to thank him and everyone at Sabuana Lulier for all the amazing support throughout the years. Uh, And then to A6 Philippines, thank you so much for all your support these last few years. Best best gear in the game, for sure. Um, Thank you so much. And then Head Philippines, not officially yet, but soon. Thank you so much. Uh, Great to be back on the team. But I just want to say thanks to everyone and coaches, you, everyone involved, you know, thanks for, for giving, making the the job of the players a lot easier and um, just giving us a platform in in order uh, for us to chase our dreams. You know what I mean? Um, This sport means everything to us and we wouldn't be able to do uh, what we do without you guys. So thank you.
0: And um, maybe also message to um, your parents, your family, before yes, we end the
1: podcast. For sure. Um, especially to my mom and dad. Uh, thanks so much for uh, always supporting my dreams. You know, I could, I could have been a pain in the ass sometimes with how strict I am with my training. But I hope you know it's all in good, good nature. And it's just because I want it so bad um but thanks for everything you've ever done through my life I mean you've been my biggest support and uh I love you guys and thanks to my fiance I miss you a lot (laughs) um hopefully I'll get to see you soon when this is over but she's my my biggest supporter as well and I'd like to thank her for everything she does for me and sorry again for being a pain in the ass (laughs) with my tennis but um yeah she knows that I have a lot of big goals in tennis and I, I want to continue to pursue them. Uh but thanks to her and all of my family for everything that they do for me, for sure. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Thanks, Randy.
0: Yeah. Again, um, thank you for being our episode three guest here at All About Tennis. Uh I hope everyone who is watching or listening uh, you know, helps a little bit, especially the tennis community in the Philippines. Uh, get some entertainment with this podcast and uh, thank you so much for your time and um, don't hang up yet I'll still talk to you after this (laughs) sounds good hopefully I'll be back hopefully I'll be back oh for sure for sure thank you so much everyone uh, we'll sign off now
1: thank you